Hey folks, welcome to the Jason Wright Show Money Monday. Look, this is the episode dedicated to improving our finances. Always in always. Part of our overall improvement has to be to be good stewards of our resources. And that's what Mondays are for on the Jason Wright Show. So with that in mind, let's go. All right, folks. Well, today I want to talk about something that I think impacts a lot of us, and it's this idea of getting our house paid off. How do you pay off your house free and clear? This is one of those things that a lot of people, they just don't even consider. They just assume that that's never going to happen. A mortgage payment is always going to be a part of my life. However, there are strategies to actually paying off your home early and being able to live in your home rent-free, mortgage-free. It's all yours. You look around, every wall is owned by you. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. What are some steps you can take to actually own your home free and clear? Let's go. All right. So one of the first things you can do is refinance your home to a shorter term loan. Usually that's going to be a 15 year loan. I get it. I know I can hear you saying it right now. Jason, if I do that, my payments are going to go way up and I can't afford that. Here's what will happen. One, more than likely you're going to be able to make that higher payment. It's going to be stressful at first, but you're going to be able to make it. And let me explain how. How many of you with the mortgage you have right now have gone out and bought a car that you really didn't need? You just wanted a new one. And you assumed a seven or $800 a month payment to get into that new car. Almost everybody listing has done that at one time or another. Here's what would happen. If you had refinanced your house and you had it on a 15-year note, guess what? That car that you're driving right now, you keep it just a little longer because you could not afford it because you were putting that money towards your house. And what you have done is you have forced yourself into a position of investing into an appreciating asset, your home, instead of using that extra money to go buy a depreciating asset, the new car, and you have made a much wiser investment. So what this does, it's amazing how we really don't know what we're capable of until we actually do it. And I can almost guarantee that each and every one of you, if you were to refinance your home, now don't do something stupid. Don't do it on a wing and a prayer. Don't double your house payments, uh, the the amount of your mortgage payment, just because you're like, you know what? Here I go. I'm going to slam the dice up against the wall as hard as I can and hope for the best. Don't do that. That just does not make sense. But if you are able to get a 15-year mortgage, which is going to most likely come with a lower interest rate, you're going to better your rate, So that's more money that's actually going towards the house than to the bank. If you're able to do that, and it's going to cost you maybe six or seven hundred extra dollars a month, I would look very closely at this. Right now, the average car payment has gone over $800. Now, I'm a big proponent of paying cash for cars, as you guys know. If you listen to this at all, you know that. But I'm telling you, If you put, if you, it's almost like you box yourself into these responsibilities and then you find out what you're made of and what you can really, really do. Another thing that you can do 
This is one of the things that back when interest rates were so low, this made a lot more sense than it does today. With interest rates being as high as they are, I don't know that I would advise this, but having been a real estate broker for over 20 years and dealing with a lot of clients, they would ask me, do I get a 15 or a 30-year mortgage? Okay, here is what I would always advise them. I'm going to kind of backpedal on this advice to some degree. I would always tell them, look, if you think you're going to be in a financial pinch, if you need to remodel the house, if you need new furniture, if you got kids that are about to start school and they're going to private school, if there's some really sizable expense in your near future, get the 30-year mortgage and double your payments. If Especially because back in those days, doubling up on your low interest, three and a quarter percent interest, 30-year fixed was almost the same amount as a 15-year mortgage at a just a little bit better of a rate. So they were almost comparable. And then the argument would be, and that way, if you decide one month is too tight and you can't do it, then it's okay. You've been making double payments. You really only owe 50% of what you've been paying all along. So you'll be okay. And everybody be like, oh yeah, that's great. 30 year, I'm, I'm good. The problem is no one ever does the double up. No one doubles, No one does the double up. We just are not people that are going to do some of those financial things unless we're forced into them. That's why I think if you think you can swallow it, do the refinance for 15 years and 15 years in the grand scheme of things is just not a long time. So that is that is strategy one, refinance your home to a 15 year mortgage if you want to try to pay off your house a little sooner. The next way that you can do this is to increase your monthly payments. There is nothing that says you cannot make extra payments. In fact, even though I know most of us, we make our payments, mine are automated online for nearly every bill I have these days, but let's say that you have a mortgage and you have yours automated, go find out and go look at your statement and you can actually make an extra payment and apply it towards principal. And here's the good news. Most companies, I think maybe they're all of them, if you, anything you pay over and above your actual mortgage payment due, they're just going to apply it to the principal. So what you should do, if you're not able to completely refinance uh, to your, your, your house, then go ahead and calculate what your monthly payment would be if you were on a 15-year mortgage and start paying that amount each month. This will contribute to both the principal and the interest reduction because here's what happens. As the principal reduces, so does the interest. So what you've actually done is you've lowered the overall carrying cost, that that cost of money for you to be in that house. I mean, look, look sometime at your statement, especially if you just got into a house. And a lot of people don't even do this. So I'm telling you right now, you need to understand your mortgage statement. There's all sorts of goodies in that. It's not just going toward your house. It's not like if you're making a $1,500 a month payment that is going toward your house. I'm doing air quotes right now, your house. No, that $1,500 payments, about a very small portion of it is going to the biggest part of the whole transaction, the house. The rest of it is going into an escrow account to pay for your homeowner's insurance and your taxes. Another portion, the biggest portion, is going into your 
your uh, interest. That's where a big chunk of it is being gobbled up. And then basically whatever's left over is going towards the principal. So what you want to do is you want to, if you've got any extra money, you want to add more money to that principal because that's how this gets done quicker. That's how you pay off the house quicker is to add to the principal payments. And one of the things I heard, I think it was Tony Robbins actually said this one time whenever he, in his uh, Money Matters, I can't remember what the book was. It was a really great book. I mean, he interviewed some amazing people for this book. And one of the things he said to do was just every, like whenever you make a payment in between somewhere like a week or two later, make an extra payment just on the principal amount of your loan, whatever the principal amount is, because it's all broken out. Your payment is broken out on your statement. And so you will see what is due on your next principal payment. Make that payment in between as just an extra sideline, because it's not that much. It's probably gonna be like three, 400 bucks. Make that and watch your principal equity increase dramatically. You lower your overall carrying costs slash interest costs, you pay the thing off quicker. Increase your payments. You will pay off your house much sooner. Give that a shot. Now, this next one, this is an often overlooked strategy for paying your house off quicker and lowering your overall interest payments by weekly payments. Instead of making monthly payments, consider making half of your monthly payment every two weeks. This is playing the time cost of money game. All right. This results in 26 half payments, the equivalent of 13 full payments. And 13 means what? That's right, kids. You made an entire extra payment on your home each year, which effectively adds an extra payment toward the principal of the home annually you will get your house paid off quicker if you uh, if you start to do bi-weekly payments versus those one, once a month payments. Give it a shot. All right, so now let's do some actual calculation before I let you go. Let's just say that you have a $250,000 mortgage and your payment is somewhere around 1490, about 1500 bucks a month, okay? If you will just make two extra principal payments of $1,000 each per year, you know how much you would save in interest over the course of your loan? $60,000. That's $60,000 that you keep. It goes into your home instead of to the bank. Now, I don't know about you, but even in these inflationary, these higher inflationary times, 60 grand will buy you another car. So remember earlier on when I told you that you you went ahead and you're going to make these payments towards the house instead of buying the car and adding to your overall budget. Well, there's your car right there. You saved the money for your car. So I'm telling you this stuff works. And also here's the thing I want. Here's the main reason why I want to talk about this today. Cars and houses are are two items that, again, we've just been conditioned to buy on credit. We just, there's such astronomical expenses that we don't even consider having them free and clear. We just don't. And a house, that's a big one. That is a mammoth one, okay? And 
I highly encourage you before you, you know, kind of in the, the hierarchy of paying off debts, the house is your last one. One, because it is an investment, you live in it, and it's probably the biggest, and it carries probably the lowest interest rate because it is the most valuable asset. So therefore, the higher and more valuable the asset you're borrowing on, the tangible asset that can be sold, then a bank is going to lower the interest rates. Okay, that's just how it works. So you just got your house and your car, and those worst interest rate bearing entities of all, credit cards, you got to get those taken care of, but your house is usually the last thing to to go. But don't let the mountain in front of you of your $250,000, $300,000, $100,000 mortgage be a reason to not step up to the plate and start the process of paying this thing off early. You don't have to do that. And here's another thing too. Fast forward 10 or 15 years and owning your home right now, free and clear. Okay. You own it free and clear and you do decide because a lot of you think to yourself, well, I'm not going to be in this house forever anyway. Most people on average move every five years. So the likelihood of you being in that home for, you know, five or more than five years and certainly more than 20 or the 30 that you borrowed the money that you amortized your loan for is probably pretty slim. But imagine this. Imagine you go ahead and you put a stake in the sand and you say, I am going to stay in this home for X period of years. I'm going to make this many payments. I'm going to to move towards paying this thing off early so that if I do decide to move, that my home here, I will be able to take all of the equity, both and the market appreciation in tandem with my investment, and I'll be able to go buy my next home, either free and clear or for almost everything that it's worth. I don't have to borrow any money, or if I do, very little, because the home that I am selling to go buy my new one is paid off. And another thing that will happen, a a house is just like a car. If you get it paid off, if you don't owe anything on it, then psychologically, you will you will fall in love with the peace of mind of not owing a bank, and therefore it will probably slow the move towards that new home just for a little extra space, just for a swimming pool. You will start to make better financial decisions and be much more satisfied with the things you already have. I hope you found this beneficial. I hope that you will start moving towards clearing out all your debts. And I hope this lets you know that there are some ways you actually can pay off your house early and own it free and clear. I'm Jason. This is Money Monday. I'm out. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show. It means more to me than you can possibly imagine. And if you enjoyed it, please consider going out to Apple and leaving us a five-star rating. That would mean the world to me. Also, follow me on Insta at Jason right now. And don't forget, download the Vitruvian Lab app. I mean it. I want to be your personal peak performance trainer. I want to help you improve always and always. Lastly, check out my newsletter, the Vitruvian Letter. You can subscribe at jasonrightnow.com. And until we meet again, please continue to endeavor to improve always in all ways. I'm out.